BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums, welcome to the week five edition of Offensive Points Podcast, brought to you by Fireball, which Billy is going to take here. Actually, we got one for Jordan Reigns, too, so we're coming for you. Yeah, shout him out on Twitter. Make him take that Fireball shot. He already gave himself up on it. He knows it's coming. It's coming next week or the next week. Don't worry. We're going to get him on it. So, guys, listen, you're 0-4, you're 1-3, you're 2-2, you're 3-1, or you're 4-0. Those are your options right there. We're not giving up. If you know someone in your league that is 0-4 and they are giving up on their team, never be friends with that person. Again, Billy, I'm looking right at you um, on that one. To be fair, his team's pretty give-upable. It's give-upable. This is where you build. You keep trying. You keep setting a lineup. You're doing it. Anything can happen at this point still. So Especially we have an extended season this year. So you're not giving up. And if you are a possum that does give up, then you're about to be roadkill. So get off our podcast if that's the case but anyway we got some good news for you follow us on twitter follow us on discord get in with everything at offensive points idp army on tiktok we've got everything for you guys so i'm here with josh and billy as usual and we're gonna talk us some week five football boys how you doing well i just wanted to welcome everyone to the month of october uh we are now it's the month of october for our first podcast the first one came out on october 1st but we didn't film it then and I don't know why that this isn't National Sports Month. So, you know, I have national holidays for everyone nowadays. And I got some good ones for you in the month of October. So I just want to let you know, National Sports Day is October 16th because that is when all of the national associations of football and sports play the say at the same time. But so I'm coining this National Sports Month. And of course, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which we all know. And that one's fine. And there's plenty of other good ones. But let me tell you some of the bad ones. My favorite one is Bat Appreciation Month. And yes, that is bats, like animals. Um, I Maybe baseball bats, but I assume it's an animal. Uh, caffeine Addiction Recovery Month. Wait, wait, wait. Hold go back to bat real quick. Okay, sorry. In the time of COVID-19, they need to scrap that. I mean, I'm saying. 
All right. And anyway, caffeine addiction recovery month is pretty phenomenal. I'm sorry for all you guys struggling out there for caffeine, oh, caffeine I am. addiction. I, would I am too, but I'm not yeah. going to give up on my, my dreams here. Anyway, I would mainline um, caffeine. International walk to school month. Uh, I'm not oh. sure, so sure about that one. Uh, I guess because it's nice weather. but it's Popular cool. back in the 70s, I'm sure. Yep. Uphill both ways, of course. Um, and then squirrel awareness month because nobody's aware of squirrels. But here, no, no, no. I don't know. I've been having this problem. So there's squirrels that are burying their fucking nuts for the winter all over my goddamn yard outside. And I'm sure that's why this is their their uh, their month, because those motherfuckers are everywhere out there burying shit all over my yard. And I don't appreciate it. All right. Well, we, we, we solved one of them. We need to add a Billy's Yard Appreciation Month. Well, it's not this month because those it's squirrels not. are going to town. So that's why it is squirrel. It's not a squirrel appreciation month. It's awareness. So you need no. to be aware of squirrels. You need to be aware of what they're doing to your yard. And then there was about 1,200 national something food month. Uh, chili was an obvious one, but pork was on there. Pears and, and, and I believe pineapples. I didn't actually write those down. I thought it was weird. There was a lot of food. Pineapple. And I just was like, and it was national pizza month. Like, didn't make sense. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So my, my, my second favorite up to bat appreciation month is Raptor month. And yes, that actually, I had looked this one up because I was like, maybe it's like something special, but no, it was actually like Velociraptor month. I'm um, not sure why that one happened either. Maybe they were discovered in October. Um, but regardless, are, are I'm birds of prey technically possible. raptors too. Yeah, but Tech they were talking know. about like the actual dinosaur raptor. Oh, okay. So I'm not hundred percent sure, but. I'm coining it National Sports Month. I'm sorry. I just thought I'd share some interesting news with you guys today. We'll get into some football now. Well, right now, right here on this podcast, it is Possum Appreciation Month. <laughs> Possum we love you guys. Month. Keep supporting us. We always support you. Uh, we'll keep it coming for you. Yes. I would like to introduce to this entire podcast the Urban Meyer button. That is phenomenal. That sound right there will play any time that you hear the name Urban Meyer mentioned on this podcast. Because play it again. Play it again. No, no. (laughs) Oh, I will. I will. But before, I just need to explain to the audience because, like Urban Meyer, don't we all want people to grind with us? I love Urban Meyer. He is a joke and. It just it's it's the gift that keeps on giving this guy. Love Speaking it. Speaking of, I got some news on this person. Uh, it was just it's going back to my funny news segment a few weeks back. Um, I just was scrolling RotoWire just to see what's going on with the news, injuries, yada yada. Well, it says Jaguars so-called coach blank blank because I'm not, I don't want, I don't want to play the button. <laughs> said the ownership of this team is with the players and blah blah. blah. It was just it's just really funny. There's another graphic I saw on social media that was. Uh, I think it was back when his Ohio State days, and it was like team dependability or dependability, trust, and uh, whatever else it was. And it's just, it's just, he's just a joke. And Billy called this out a long time ago. So hey, it, was, it was literally one of my my fire takes was that he was going to be the first coach fired. Looks a lot less hot now. Let me tell you. All right. Well, before we get really started with this podcast, news and notes, it's coming all here in a second. I made a bet with Josh two weeks ago. I didn't have any fireball last week, so I was unable to pay up. But this week I will be able to. I bet that Baker Mayfield would throw two touchdowns in the game against the Bears. He was unable to do that. So uh, it was very frustrating. 
Quick, yes. quick, quick gloat. Uh, Baker Mayfield's trash. Drop him off your teams. Just kidding. Put him on your bench at the very least. Fantasy you start him, trash in real life. He's, I think he's, he's okay what the team, in real life. He's what the team needs, but yeah, okay. in fantasy, yeah. don't just get him off the team. It's a what? running team. What, what do you want from him? What the hell did you sleep at night? For sure. Okay. So here's my fireball. My uh, cheers for this evening will go out to my boy, Urban Meyer. Yeah. That was so you didn't have to hear his chug lugging. It was here. Uh, you're they all, can all see you're the all bottle. Welcome. Can we just keep playing that? Yeah, I feel like we should actually talk about some football because if, if we well, haven't. All right, well, I guess. We're getting to it now. Okay. So our boy, whose music just played, decided over the weekend, that, or actually not even the weekend, on Thursday after the Cincinnati game, that he was just going to stay – in Ohio and hang out at Ur- damn it, Urban Meyer's Whiskey House. Hung out at the Whiskey House and he was hanging out with the grandkids. You know, a simple, easy night with him. He, he's he's not a hard-nosed guy. He likes to hang out and relax, chill with the grandkids. How old are his grandkids? I don't know, but thank God they weren't there for the end of this night because he, apparently he a, so, whiskey bar? a group of, well, it's his, <laughs> it's his whiskey house though. It's oh, okay. blank blank's whiskey anyway, house. Keep going. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, after his grandkids left his, I'm sorry, his the daughter might've been there too. This is when the group of harassers came up and started grinding on him and forcing him to dance and do stuff that he didn't want to do. And they took pictures with him. Um, he he looked really forced in that video too. He didn't look like his hand was down her pants. So anyway, we have a lot of questions for allegedly. Uh, yeah, it's well, kind of allegedly. So today, obviously, he had to apologize. He told the media the story. Or well, yesterday he told the media the story of what happened. Uh, yesterday he also had to apologize to the team. Uh, from what I hear, it that didn't go well as everyone started laughing at him. And then the owner came out today and said that that behavior is unacceptable as a part of the organization. There probably won't be any punishment, but this is just another another brick in the wall for Urban Meyer, in my opinion. Damn it. He don't, he don't need no. All right, let's, let's cool it on the UM comments. Yeah, we well, don't say his name. Anyway, so there's nothing really to make of this right now for fantasy football. It's kind of just a thing, but it is funny. We can at least admit that. It's hilarious. He, He's been trash. He, he might not be there much longer. Let's just put it that way. All right, on to the next news topic. Jalen Smith got released by the Cowboys today. Um, it was a something that we kind of expected coming into the season to happen. We kind of thought it was going to happen. We, it was a matter of if, not when. But so far, the Packers look like the leading candidate to land him. And I'm just seeing what you all think. Do you think that's a good spot for him? Um, obviously, I think we this doesn't really do much for the Cowboys because he was already kind of phased out as is. Uh, what do we think? This is where fantasy players need to step back from reality football for a while. The dude was awesome in IDP. He put up a lot of tackles, but he was constantly getting burned. He was not performing. He was not the player coming out of Notre Dame that Dallas drafted him to be. So 
makes a lot of sense. Everyone was saying it was going to happen. I mean, on the Packers, yeah. I just hope it doesn't seal for my Devondre Campbell uh, pickup, which I absolutely love this year. But hopefully he takes Chris Barnes' shit, not, not him. I think that's what it is. Don't don't hate on Chris Barnes. No, Chris. I mean, I think that's who he's going to take his spot if he lands there. I just – I don't see it as a good move right now. I don't know. I, Chris Barnes has been injured, so I get that. But I don't know. I just – I don't, I don't really think he's that great personally. I, he was okay. He had a couple good years, a couple good plays, but like they showed in that meme against the Eagles, he was trying to pass a ball, bat a ball down that was not even close to him. Yeah, that was woof. Bad, bad, bad showing. He said that was the game. angle of the picture. Yeah, I don't I'm understand sure, the physics. I'm sure he did say that was <laughs> the angle. I would say the same thing. The okay. Packers have had problems tackling this year, though. So they have. It, that's I the mean, one they, thing he can they do. They do need help, so I, it's good enough. But anyway, Jalen Smith, by that headache's finally out of Dallas, and he might be headed to greener it's pastures. Honestly, good for all involved um, on Dallas, though, because I think Van Der Esch finally has the role that he has, and I mean, Michael Parsons already has his role on the edge right now, although you know, might go back to normal at some point. And then, of course, Keanu Neal, who they're using for some reason as a linebacker. Yeah. Randy Gregory looked really good last week. He did. If Lawrence can come back and he keeps playing like that and they get all those guys in the middle there, that'll be pretty formidable. I agree. All right, moving on. Stefan Gilmore uh, was actually slated to be released, and then it ended up he got to kind of the last minute traded to Carolina for a 2023 sixth-round pick. Uh, they just brought in C.J. Henderson to kind of upgrade that position after losing J.C. Horn for the year, but now kind of the ultimate upgrade, Stefan Gilmore. Uh, it kind of looks like he's going to be back after week seven, I believe I read. So, I mean, for fantasy, this doesn't really mean much, but for that overall team, what do you guys think? I, I like it a lot. I absolutely love it for Carolina. They went out there. They had some young corners who, you know, they had high hopes for. Obviously, J.C. Horn is not off the team by any means, but he's out for a while. And out for the I, year, I think. Is he out for the year? I thought I he was think, just out. I think, mm. I think he's out. I thought they the said deep, late round, late season. But anyway, makes sense that they'd call him out for the year. I think this is a great fill-in situation. Um, they've done a great job getting C.J. Henderson and him in there and just try to figure something out. Yeah. <clears throat> the way they're playing, they could they could go pretty deep in the playoffs. So I think this, that this- – the defense is very for like a formidable defense yeah. now. Like the, I mean, well, not even now. It was anyway, but now you had that in. I mean, that's just one more problem for opposing offenses. I like it for sure. All right, on to some fantasy related content. Uh, David Montgomery is going to be out three to four weeks for Chicago. Uh, man, that sucks because this was finally his like kind of breakout week where he. Finally got used. I heard rumors that Bill Lazor is calling the offense now. Thank you, Bill. We love you. Um, but now David all kinds Montgomery, of users out there. Now David Montgomery is going to be out for um, at least three weeks. So Damian Williams, Super Bowl MVP. Well, he's robbed of it, but in my heart, he's a Super Bowl MVP. Is slated to start. What do we think, guys? I absolutely I hope you love got it. him. I hope so too. I somehow got him as a third waiver move, and I was ecstatic. I didn't think I would. Um, I, I mean, this man never really lost a beat. He's just been behind Montgomery. I mean, he sat out the, co- the 2020 season after winning a Super Bowl. I mean, it's not like he's lost anything. It's not like he's been injured. He's got a thigh bruise or something right now. 
I wouldn't be worried about that right now. I think he's going to have full control of that offense for at least the first week just to see how it goes. I do think Khalil Herbert, I will talk about this later on the, on the watch, but uh, Khalil Herbert might have a role. He might have a pass catching role there. They might use it similar to what they did with Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. So keep an eye out on him. Maybe tentative ad for this week at the end of your bench. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't expect Damon Williams to produce the same way Montgomery did. He's not as good after contact, and there's going to be a lot of contact in behind that line. But uh, I hope you guys got him. I mean, it's Bill Lazor knows how to call an offense, so he's going to run the ball a lot. And especially with Fields being being the boy, that'll be uh, they're going to need it. So yeah, we'll get we'll get into more Justin Fields later. But for now, David Montgomery out, Damian Williams in. Hopefully you grabbed him off waivers. Um, and I think you're gonna be good to just roll him out as you would any especially this week. Starter. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Mixon is out at least one week. I'm not I was unable to confirm if this is a multi-week injury for Mixon, but I know he's for sure out this week. And Samaj P. Ryan looks like he's about to step in. They're going against the Packers this week, so I don't know if that's necessarily good for him. We'll get into that later in the game previews. But what do we think? Samaje Ryan one week, or is it just Burrow going to toss this week? Burrow's definitely going to toss this week. <clears throat> but I'll get into that in my game preview. But I like Mixon. Or, I mean, I like P. Ryan to fill in for Mixon. Again, it's not going to be a perfect, uh, perfect fill-in, but he should get a lot of rushes. Green Bay has been okay. Only thing is they're better against defending the run than the running back out of the backfield through the air. So I could see Chris Evans getting some some play I, here. I, I have to I have to disagree with both. Well, Billy hasn't given his statement yet, but I disagree with you, Joe. I don't think Samaji Piran's good. I don't think he looked good yesterday or whatever day, Sunday. Um, I just I don't think he's gonna be the guy there. I don't think I mean Mixon was having enough trouble as it was to get going. I don't think Samaji Piran is gonna be the guy. I think it's anything here. It took him a while to get going. I didn't say he didn't have a good year. Hmm. So it, it's, it's going to be a rough time for Samaji P Ryan. And if you're thinking about starting him, I'm going to laugh at you because it's not a startable situation. I, have, it's I a, mean, if you're desperate so. to start, so if you're desperate, I get it. But I think Chris Evans is the dude here. He's only Wait, owned in 1% of I leagues. Don't, right I now. don't think this week, Chris Evans. Would no, be no, no. Good. I just meant for the fill in, like as the backup. Gotcha. That's a, that would be bold to start Chris Evans. No, well. I'm not starting either one of them. I'm not against Green Bay. You know they're going to focus on stopping that. But you can't be happy with Samaji Pirine's, what, three carries for seven yards? I mean, obviously it's a small sample size, but yeah, it's not he, a, it's he not had a, a good couple. Side. He had a couple good weeks late in the season last year. He's actually holds the record for the single game. He's a single game rushing record in college, so – you know, he's done it before. I don't know. I'm just burnt by LaMichael P. Ryan a few years back. I know the posthumous brother. That but. is, I don't know, but it that's doesn't funny. extend the family. It's, bro. it's funny that it's funny <laughs> that you're holding that against him. I'm holding that but. against him, and I want to see it before I'm starting him, is all I'm saying. Fair enough. Okay. Well, hopefully, it's just a one week thing, and maybe that's not that going to be that big of a deal. All right. Last news item for the day Jakeem Grant is traded from Miami to Chicago for a 2023 six round pick. Um, I'm not, you know, not really fantasy relevant just yet, but could be. He's a burner. I like could what be. he could do. He's a you know punt returner for sure. But as the wide receiver three on that team, who knows? What do you guys think? Well, he's a Bears fan, so I'll let him go last because naturally. 
Um, but I actually was all about Jakeem Grant early in his career. I wanted him to be that guy in Miami because Miami still kind of needed another guy there. Um, really, it fills in as kick returner at the moment for him, which uh, Joe has informed us has been uh, awful. So he's a fast guy. I think you're going to see like what you saw every once in a while, not anytime soon, but what you saw from John Ross, who finally caught a deep touchdown for the first time in like, I don't know, two years. So I think you'll get that every once in a while, but I don't think you're going to get that right off the bat. And Jakeem Grant did have a couple burned uh, deep, deep balls. I think one of them gets the Patriots that one game that they just destroyed the Patriots last year or two years ago. Uh, but just keep an eye on him. I wouldn't, he's not fancy relevant, but it's just, I think it's just good for the bears to have another speedster. Yeah. It's, it's great for us to have another speedster. Um, I mean, we got Goodwin and bird on the team. We've shown that we cannot use them at all. Um, Justin Fields is in now. He throws a good deep ball. So maybe they get more play. It's more of a kick returner thing. Um, we, we cut Naomi Webster, however you say his name. He looked horrible back there. We signed him from San Francisco in the preseason. Um, this is just a kick returner thing. If he does get on the field, he could make some gadget plays, but nothing for no, fantasy. Yeah, nothing fantasy relevant. I just thought it was interesting. Um, just, you know, it's a position player getting traded midseason. It's always fun. They cut Anthony Miller. Houston did. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is wild. I was going to put that, but Houston's a dumpster fire, so I didn't really want to pile on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, next we got up right, wrong, and really? This week, I'm going to start out with the rights. I was right about the Texans. If you start any of them against Buffalo, you're probably regretting it. And kind of saw it coming. I mean, even Brandon Cooks, I was like, they're going to focus on Cooks, and he's not really going to get going, and that's kind of exactly what happened. Davis Mills is terrible. There's nothing getting around that. Um, this was always my fear preseason when I was mentioning this, that I was thinking that um, David Coley was going to try to bring Mills in to get him some experience if the tie rod experience wasn't going. Well, now he was forced to do that, and we're seeing how bad Davis Mills, Davis Mills actually is. So I don't start any Texans for the foreseeable future. Um, in, no. in Mills' defense, the Bills' defense is also really good, but Mills is also trash. Yeah, but the, the offense for Texans is just – no bueno. I feel so. bad for anyone who started a running back for that team, thinking like this. Maybe, maybe someone will. Maybe someone will do something. Exactly. Maybe somebody will just fall into the end zone. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's who I was right about this week. Gonna tell us you're wrong? Or are we? Are we doing? Oh, I thought we were gonna go on. No, uh, no, no, no. That's fine. I'll talk about my right. I like. Yeah, voting. go right. All right. Uh, I was correct about Hunter Renfro. Um, if. Anyone actually took my advice, uh, that would have worked out for you because uh, it looks like he's going to be that guy in Las Vegas. I mean, Ruggs and Brian Edwards are getting enough to, you know, get eight or nine points here and there. Ruggs will get a deep ball here and there, and obviously Waller's still going to get his. But I don't know. We saw flashes of Renfro the last or his first two seasons, so just never anything of this consistency at this point. Um, he is kind of working his way into wide receiver two consideration. I mean, I'd still keep him as a wide receiver three at the moment, but. Currently wide receiver 23 on the year, five or six catches in a game and averaging seven targets with basically eight and nine on a couple of them. So I don't know. Everyone thought this was going to be Brian Edwards. Everyone that I know is a Raiders fan was like, I'm not that excited about rugs, but I think Brian Edwards is going to be the guy. And he just hasn't, he had that good week one where he caught like three balls in like the fourth quarter ever since it's been, you know, just kind of meh. And I just, I'm thinking here, like not comparing, I'm just saying 
this is the way he's been used is very Cooper Cup, Julian Edelman, past year's Cooper Cup, not not previous or current year. So I was right about that. And I think if you have him on your team, you're at least debating starting him. He's a hell of a tackler too. So if you're in Yes, that was a very good form tackle on that. That was awesome. Pop the ball right out. Kick. That was pretty crazy. I mean, don't play that. All right, Joe. Who were you right about? I was right about David Montgomery. Um, as soon as I heard that Bill Lazor was going to be calling plays for the Bears, uh, that's who Montgomery had last year when he scored seven touchdowns in five games and averaged 115 yards a game or something crazy like that. So I was all about it. And then going against the Lions was just icing on the cake there. So I hope you guys started him. I mean, it's a good point. Bears look really better, a lot better this week. And it's crazy what happens when you use Justin Fields' strengths, you know, yeah. to your advantage. It's yeah. just kind of crazy to watch. But Matt Nagy's making a Hail Mary play for well, his job, and I can't disagree. While we're doing that, I'm just going to go to my wrong real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wrong, go ahead and go to your wrong. Yeah, my wrong is Nagy. Um, I thought that he was just going to be bullheaded like he always is and steal the play calling back. And then I thought he was going to name Andy Dalton the starter, which, you know, honestly – would have been really stupid. I mean, we've got Andy Dalton for one year. Justin Fields was drafted 12th overall. He is going to – he's gonna, he's the future. So why would you go back to Dalton and kill this kid's confidence right after he had a good game just so you can see Andy Dalton, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year anyway? So it was really stupid. I thought he was going to do it, but he proved me wrong, and he named Justin Fields a starter for the, for, for the future here. I'm really excited with it. So kudos to Nagy. I talk a lot of shit on you, but you, you called that one right. So two, 200 yards is a good game and handing the ball off to the running back? Did they win Billy, or not? Billy, what do you have to say? Did they win or not? One game, dude. I'm just <laughs> saying that. I that my, I just don't understand why they named him full-time starter after a game where he like threw one good pass. What benefit is there to go back to Dalton? Why, why continue to say Dalton's going to be the starter and then like a, a mediocre win you're going against the Lions? Because he was going to lose the locker room. He was going to lose the fan base. He was going to lose everything if he went back to Dalton. I, I just yeah. I am not impressed with Fields, and I know it's part of its play calling, but a pass rating of fifty three, having a rushing yard average of three yards as a fast quarterback is. Slightly embarrassing. I'm hoping for the best for him, but right now I'm not. My hopes are not up. He looks. He looks as good as Jalen Hurts does. Sorry. Well, he look not not even that, but he doesn't. He looks better than Andy Dalton, and that's what they're looking for right now. They need somebody who's better than Dalton, and Justin Fields is better than Dalton. Yes. I mean, I, I agree with that, but I just I don't think he. I just don't understand why now, like is the time it's like, yeah, because yeah. If, Na- if Nagy goes back to Dalton next week and they lose, he gets fired. That happens for sure. Yes. That's well, what that happens happen. if Justin Fields goes out there and throws two picks and then it's fine because you know what? Then years. you can say he hurt his hand and Andy Dalton's the starter. Again. We don't even have to say that you tried, you tried, you tried fields. You did what the fan base wanted. Nobody's going to call for his firing. If fields plays bad, they're just going to be like, well, fields played bad. Like they're going to go off on fields, not on Nagy because at least Nagy tried. I get it. I'm just I'm just saying I don't I didn't I didn't really understand the move. As a career move, it makes a lot of sense. As a football move, it makes a lot of sense. It's a, so it's I a don't understand covering it. of the ass. And yes, you know, everybody can appreciate it. It's always smart that. to do that. It yes. definitely is. All right. Well, I'm gonna go on to my wrong real quick because it's pretty simple. I was definitely wrong about Chase Edmonds. You should definitely listen to Josh over me when it comes to Chase Edmonds. And then 
more like in a bigger picture sense, I'm just wrong about Cliff Kingsbury. I thought he was get, probably going to be fired pretty quick because I thought the Cardinals were going to look like ass. But you know what? You don't need to be, be good. You just need Kyler Murray to play like Kyler Murray healthy. And that's how you win in the football in National Football League. In the like, football. I know. I was going to say in the football league, but I broke yeah. the your toy. In the National Football League, all you need is for Kyler Murray to be healthy and you look like a genius. So I was wrong about Cliff Kingsbury, wrong about Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds went off last week. I thought that the Rams defense was going to give him a little bit more trouble than that. But, I mean, Cardinals just sliced and diced him the whole day. It didn't even, wasn't even close. So wrong about the Cardinals in general. Good for them. Good for Kyler. Josh, who are you wrong about? Uh, I was wrong about Bill Belichick. Um, I told everyone that the New England-Tampa Bay game wouldn't be good at all and that Tampa Bay and Brady would just steamroll over the Patriots, and I literally could not have been more wrong. And the game literally came down to two field goals, one missed, one made. And I guess after watching Brady grow for the last 40 to 70 years, Belichick just you know knows how to stop him, and he proved that. And honestly, kind of – only time you'll ever hear me say this, kind of wish the Patriots were a better team because that would be a really interesting Super Bowl. Belichick versus Brady. Uh, it really was everything that we wished it f- wished for it. I mean, I didn't. I just assumed Brady would go out there, throw five touchdowns, and look at Belichick and be like, you should have kept me. should have kept me happy. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> it was uh, a very interesting and very entertaining. I know some people are like, they didn't score six touchdowns, so it wasn't fun. But honestly, that was a good football game all around. I enjoyed watching every minute of it. It definitely was. The rain made it that much more intense. It really did. It definitely, everybody's conspiracy theory about Patriots having like some kind of weather machine on their stadium, that didn't help. (laughs) Just made it it seem like that was definitely something that happened. I'm going to funnel this right into my really here because my really is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. What the hell, bro? You had everything set up for you. You had primetime TV. You had to go in there, wax your old coach's ass, and just take it. I mean, how are you going to pass up that opportunity? It's. I mean, New England's got a good defense, but you're telling me you can't even muster three touchdowns against them? Like, it was horrible. It was horrible. The Pats' defense arc is good, though. They do. No, I mean, no, they're not the as a receiving team. talent that the Patriots have. The running backs, the line, the defense, everything. They should have steamrolled them. Kudos to Mac Jones for going out there and playing a good game. Kudos to Belichick, but Tom Brady's my really. I mean, his whole career has been based on these storybook endings on everything, and this this was another feather in his cap, and he just blew it. And he called him macaroni. No, (laughs) it's true. All right, I'll go on to my really. My really is Tennessee. Really? I mean, lost to the Jets. Um all you had to do, what felt like all you had to do was just run Derrick Henry 500 times in the game, and you probably could have won, but <sighs> poor Tennessee. Just bad. Playing for a Tide as well in overtime. I mean, I get why they did it, because in the end, this this whole division sucks, so that tie actually might end up helping them in the end. But obviously, you know, the kicker goes out there, misses it. I just... They should be so much better. I hate it. I hate it so much. And I know I'm actually venting part of my only bad fantasy football team this year. I really bet heavy on Tennessee, and they are letting me down left and right. But Tannehill, like, what the hell? 
six sacks last game against the Jets. Their whole line's bad, but not that bad, right? I just can't believe that Derrick Henry didn't do anything. Like, I mean, he did, but he didn't just well, take by the, volume. He did, but like, yeah. In oh, God, it's just, I guess the Jets. I mean, bad. Chandler Jones had five sacks by himself week one. I know, so. it, but they shouldn't be that bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, it shouldn't be that bad. Like, I know Derrick, like, you should, I guess we should see what Derrick Henry can do behind a good old line because if it's this bad, then he is putting forth a superhuman effort. And damn it, Tennessee. Damn you. Fucked my entire season. I bought AJ Brown from you. I know. That's me trading for a future keeper right there. That's all that was. Fair enough. I have things to say about that as well, but I'm just going to move past it and get to my really, which is a little different than most reallys uh, that have been this year. And this one's a bit of a gut check on it, but this is what I think is actually going to happen. My really is St. Louis is going to get the St. The St. Louis chargers. <laughs> Every, everyone knows that the Rams moved from St. Louis and Cronky, you know, he's the owner, yada, yada, yada. But not everyone knows that there's a current lawsuit pending because the NFL basically in, has kept it hush hush under, under wraps. We talked about it briefly at one point. Um, but recently, uh, oh, anyway, let's get to it. So basically it's a breach of contract, fraud, illegal enrichment and interference in business is what the, uh, lawsuit is for. Uh, and Kroenke has been fighting to get this lawsuit dropped for the last few years here. What, since 2017. And their argument was that St. Louis didn't support the team when in reality, Kroenke wanted to make a bunch of money and he didn't, he didn't cross his T's and dot his I's on the way out. And so there's a court date scheduled for January, and I absolutely can't wait to see the outcome. The NFL and Kroenke are going to lose at least a billion dollars, basically. That's the minimum at this point. And basically, the this is the news that came out recently. NFL and Kroenke were trying to get the court date out of St. Louis City um, because they were worried about it being in St. Louis City. And the judge shot it down and cited their own argument against them that they lacked community support anyway to keep the Rams in St. Louis. So... I can't. I wish I was a jury of their peers, but I live in a different county, uh, so I don't think I'll get selected. But I would love to. Um, I don't think they would let me anymore after talking. I don't think they're going to let anybody from St. Louis be in that. By the way, I don't think it's going to. It has to. It it directly affects everyone in St. Louis. Everyone would get a piece of that money if they were to get the billion dollars back because they have to reimburse the taxpayers. I don't think that. I don't. I don't think that you allow jurors from potential people getting money. I say that they can keep the money, just fix the fucking roads. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Seriously. That's actually another report it. that came out. That recently will never about. happen. All right. Anyway, anyway, what does this have to do with the Chargers? You might be asking. Let me just go ahead and finish this point. Well, if you watch Monday Night Football and you're listening to a football podcast right now, so I assume you did, the Chargers haven't had an actual home game in years and literally got booed by their own fans or whatever fan base is out there. And I mean, obviously, Las Vegas has ties in LA as well, still, but. Uh, basically Kroenke didn't even want them. So my, he got them kind of as the safety gate because he wasn't sure what was going to happen with the St. Louis Rams. So Epso facto, Chargers St. Louis 2023, calling it now on the podcast. Fire long term. the Chargers though, or is he just housing them? I, I believe he owns them, but he might just be housing them. He owns a lot of shit. He's a billionaire because he married Rich, which is just garbage. He owns soccer right, teams and I feel the Denver like, Nuggets, I believe. I feel like if he kicks them out, that would be the reason. We well, him. they don't. They don't want them there. No, like nobody wants them there. Like they're not. Like they're rejecting him. Basically, obviously, there's there's people. Most of the people that were there probably traveled from San Diego to go there. That were Chargers fans. 
I'm just saying this is a long shot, but this is my best guess at it all. And I will do a long-term fireball bet for anyone who wants to take it. It's basically a gimme. The long-term fireball bet is that we do get the chargers. I say we get the Chargers. One of you guys say we don't. I'll, I'll take the bet. I mean, I would too. It's very great odds on your part. <laughs> I would freaking love that, dude. Chargers are one team too. I always cheer for. That and is they got the best jerseys for. in the NFL. Oh, and I want them to keep the colors. I don't even want them to change the colors. to. I, they whatever. just rebranded. I doubt they would. Well, best jerseys in the NFL. Exactly. We just need to keep those where they're at. I just love the team. Be a team to root for, man. It would be. 100%. Although Mike Williams doesn't belong in the league. No. <laughs> Uh, he could wow. be a good usher at the stadium. Jesus, that's, that's true. true. Sell some mean popcorn. Yeah, he can. mean popcorn. Okay, well that's enough right, wrong, really. We'll move on to the watch. Josh, we're gonna have to do you. our one minute rants too. It's we, we, we will, we will. Okay, we I'm will. just getting a little, uh, getting a little excited. I gotta delete this Justin okay. Fields comment that I put on this because I didn't have a, a spot for this. So, um. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, pickups from the first round of the waivers, Alex Collins, uh, Damian Williams, Samaji Pirine. This is my logic on starting these people. Alex Collins, you're not seriously starting. Thing. You're not starting him. Do not do Maybe. it. Maybe. No. Is it Rams? Again, no. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But if you want if to. Carson's for sure out, I would. I wouldn't. But that's I could be wrong about that. Damian Williams, let him roll. We've already talked about this. And I already talked about Samaji Pirine. Good luck. Good luck if you want to start either one of Collins or P. Ryan. I mean, you got to be desperate if you're filling them in. So uh, anyway, some correct picks from last week uh, that we've talked about. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, A.J. Green, Dalton Schultz. Those are, those are the smart. Those are the right ones. They've all went up about 20 percent. Uh, Dalton Schultz skyrocketed to 49 percent from 11. Uh, all have had uh, 12 plus point performances. You're picking them up. If they're available, they're only available in 54, 34, 49. If they're available, you go grab them. Yes, I was wrong about a couple too. Tyler Conklin, Ramondi Stevenson, Westbrook Akeen, which I started in one. Drop, drop them. Uh, Tyler Conklin, you can hold on to, but the other two, get rid of them. Anyway, quarterbacks. So bye weeks are rapidly approaching at this point. And if you don't have your ducks in a row or, you know, you just need a backup quarterback or yours is just underperforming, these are the two to grab. Sam motherfucking Darnold. He looks phenomenal. He is a top seven, top six quarterback. He right is. now, um, and I don't know why he's not at least rostered at this point. He's available in our league right now, but I have Hertz and Herbert, so I'm not going to go get him. But somebody should. Don't have the. I don't have the the stones. Get, get rid of Tannehill. If you still. Oh, that's have actually him. a good point. I should do that. Okay. Anyway, so this isn't the same Sam Darnold from the Jets. He has great receivers to throw to, and with McCaffrey out, he's basically just determined he's the running back on that team, and I love it. At least Better Lamar. Yeah, um, and then Daniel Jones is the other one. Uh, he's up to. Oh, Sam Darnold's only owned in 33% of leagues now. Um, so, and then Daniel Jones is only owned in 38% of leagues. And for some reason was down 18%. I don't know who dropped Daniel Jones after this week. He had a monster week. But the argument for Daniel Jones is basically his legs. He's had about 200 yards on the ground at this point, And he's been at least fairly consistent throwing the ball. I'm not excited about Daniel Jones, but he is the wide receiver quarterback seven right now. So week seven buys, if you're Josh Allen owner, Darnold is the dude. He's playing New York Giants. I mean, if you really wanted to start Daniel Jones against Carolina, you could. I wouldn't. Um, and week eight buys, if you have Carr or Lamar, Darnold matches up with Atlanta and Jones plays KC. So both of those guys are great backups right now for your starter. I'm lumping Carr in there for a starter. And I mean, also, you're picking these guys up before they potentially have multiple good weeks or they just shit the bed the next two weeks. And you're like, OK, well, never mind. You, you had the you had the thought. 
Um, running backs, as we're seeing these injuries sprout up, it's never a bad idea to pick up backups. AJ Dillon, for some reason, is only owned in 60% of leagues, even after his 15 carries last week. Um, he shows why he should be held on to for now. Justin Jackson and Roundtree are both owned in 3% of leagues. Eckler getting banged up in that game. He's fine. He's fine. But when he is, if he was out, Jackson would be getting pass catching duties, which is interesting to know. So keep an eye on both of them. Roundtree would still be getting a fair amount of work. Marlon Mack talked about him last week too. Only owned 4% of leagues, still seeking that trade. And they randomly gave him 10 carries last week. Didn't look great with him, but he had 10 carries. And then we've already talked about Khalil Herbert and Chris Evans, both the backup backups who might play. And this man just listened to my uh, my move here and dropped Ryan Tannehill for Sam Darnold. Appreciate I did. <laughs> I, I, the team I'm sucks. <laughs> no, I fuck Tannehill. He's looked terrible. No, my I'm team sorry. sucks, and that's. I think anyway, it's like Tennessee, keep, but keep that was that was. Well, your Tennessee point. sucks too, but that's beside the point. Anyway, the uh, the slim wide receiver market is is pretty lame right now. Um, just a few that I like. It's Khalif Raymond, who's kind of been Goff's favorite as of late. Cephas has still been great. Uh, owned in 2% and 7% of leagues. So you can grab both of them at any time. Uh, Cephas got that one last week, and I get it if you dropped him and weren't comfortable, but he did get 12 last week. Um, this PPR, of course. And then Kendrick Bourne, back-to-back good weeks with 96 and 58 yards. Jacoby Myers is that number one, and Aguilar's just looked freaking terrible. So Kendrick Bourne's number two, up so facto, only owned 2% of leagues. And then, By the way, Jacoby Myers needs to be rostered now. If he has touchdowns, he's going to be a wide receiver. He's at, by the he's at like... I didn't even talk about him because he's at like 85% or something. Oh, he's shit. pretty much owned everywhere. What, what's Mooney at? Do you know? Because Mooney needs to be rostered too going I forward. I don't, but I have him on a league and I got it right here. Let me just go ahead and click or click. As you listen to me, possums, you will have him. Well, uh, yeah. exactly. And you probably should. He probably is rostered more than 50 Uh No, actually 47 for Mooney. See, Mooney so, should not be. No, Mooney no. should not be on a waiver and wire. Also, we talked fields to- coming in. Yeah, and we also talked about Bateman last week. He's only owned in 13% of leagues, and this should be his week back, and he's the rookie for Baltimore. So keep an eye out on that if you can. Um, and then, yeah, t- there was just the wide receivers below 30 were not. Uh, Jameson Crowder. Yeah, that's be, Yeah, that good too. Well, I talked about him last up. week. If you're not listening yeah. if you're not listening every week, then you're screwed, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing new people here. Yeah, jo- Josh is not going to recover old ground. So <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. Here's, here's the watch. I added one person to it, but I'm going to spend 10 minutes talking about it. Like, Let's just retread the same yeah. stuff. I try, to, I try to brag when I can. But yeah, Jameson oh, Crowder great. as well. Pick him up if you can. That's a good pickup. Um, and if you're still a Tanyan or Hooper owner, it might be time for some new blood. Uh, I'm not saying drop them, but you know, if that's your only tight end, you can go grab another one. Dawson Knox is at 50%, up 44% after two phenomenal weeks. Well, three really, because he had uh, two catches and a touchdown in week two. So that's four touchdowns in the last three weeks. And then currently the tight end six and only owned in 50% of leagues. He was on probably Mike Clay's or someone's waiver wire watch. And same with Dalton Schultz is now at two great weeks in a row and somehow is the new CD lamb on the team. I'm just kidding. Apparently. Uh, no, just check to see if he's available. Those two guys, they're both owned about 50% of leagues and they might be available in yours. So, um, and then my man, Zach Ertz, man, now I had two serviceable weeks in a row. It's a timeshare. I get it. He, he's getting looks in the red zone and he's actually currently tight end 15 after having like two okay games and two good games. So that's how thin tight end is right now. And he's only owned in 17% of leagues. So, not and not to mention with all these trades and things going on, Ertz might get traded at any given moment. Uh, I think no matter where, if he goes somewhere, it's most likely going to be a place where he gets utilized. So just keep an eye on these guys, pick up these guys if you got a roster slot at the end of your bench that you're not doing anything with. For sure, 
for sure. Sounds good. That's a lot of good names to look out for. Um, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of getting slimmer each week because like, if you don't have some of these people rostered by now, like, you know, it's almost like, at this point, we're just, you're filling in for injuries at this point. I think next week we might go over some people that it's like, okay, you could probably drop them by now. So I think we might come up with a list of a couple names next week. Where Let's do that. But can we put like a disclaimer on that? If they go off that week, I dropped Ayuka this week. We can start with him. Well, no, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. We'll we'll get one more week of data, and then well, if I goes off this week, I still hate you. Well, the yeah, problem with Tanyan, so I assume he's going to have like three touchdowns this week. So you're like, welcome, everybody. The I problem with San Francisco is that they have only th- they've thrown touchdowns to like nobody's caught two touchdowns on that team yet. You can go look Debo. it up. Debo did it last week. Oh, well, I guess other than Debo, there's only been. Pass catchers, like, I've only caught one touchdown each other than Debo. But Yeah, he just did it last week. It was nice. He got me the win against Gerald. Gerald, if you're listening, fuck you. Um, no, but honestly, like, Tanyan, we'll talk about this obviously more next week, but Tanyan, honestly, like, it's one of those things, like, even if he scores 20 points next week, my team. No. Fair enough. I don't trust it. I mean, he's not what he was last year. All right, anyway. All right. Well, let's go on before we get to Joe's. Uh, dailies. We'll do our one minute recaps. Um, does anybody want to go first? Mine's no, go ahead, man. I, okay. I feel like I well, talked a lot. You guys, I'll go. I'll go sure, last. Fine, I'll go first. It's not a lot to talk about, but here we go. All right. So the Cleveland Browns played the Minnesota Vikings this past week. Um, if you missed the first quarter or quarter and a half of the game, then you you didn't miss much because the whole second half was boring as hell. Baker Mayfield is clearly not on the same page with Odell Beckham Jr. It's a problem. Um, I don't know. We still can't figure out if it's OBJ or it's Baker Mayfield just yet. I mean, even the people that like watched and do this stuff for a living and are making money off of this cannot figure it out either. So it's not even just like something that I'm not being able to watch or you're not being able to watch, but it's just something that can't be figured out in general. The defense is really good. Like, I, I don't have anything more to say than they are just really good. They shut down Minnesota in the second half. They let Justin Jefferson catch one touchdown, and that was the end of that. So, Browns look – their defense is Super Bowl good. Their offense is not. So, we're going to have to see if the offense can catch up to the defense by the end of the season. Hopefully they can because I think – and I would love to see this team go deep into the playoffs. I, I can tell you – I can tell you it's Baker Mayfield. He's not that great. He's not bad. I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's great. Well, then why is he good passing to other people? Why is it just Odell that he can't it's pass? Felt, what is it? Felton and then fourth string wide receivers. Well, like Hollywood Higgins hadn't done anything the entire season. He has four catches for like 60 no yards this past as, week. As an Odell owner, I would like to know to the do, answers to this. I don't. I, there's You watch the game, you'll never figure it out. Because sometimes it looks like he overthrows them. And then sometimes it looks like maybe like he can't see Odell doing like his footwork stuff. And like... He can't see that he's doing a double move and that he needs to wait and throw the ball. Like, it's hard to tell. I don't know. It, it's something that we need to monitor, but I'm not sure that it's all Baker Mayfield's fault. Is it possible Odell is not as fast as he was last year? He with ain't as good as he once was. <laughs> it's, I mean, anything's possible, but yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a long season if they can't figure it out. If they do figure it out, you better fucking watch out NFL because it's going to be a wrap. But until then, the defense is good. A wrap and running backs. Yeah, the running backs are good too. O line's pretty good. Jedrick yeah, Wills like has given that. up a lot of 
It's good for rushing. It's not great for pass defense or yeah, there's pass rush. You know, Baker Mayfield is not staying in the pocket that much to where like I don't know, you, they're losing some battles up front. Anywho. Anyway, Joe, talk about your Bears, man. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch that game at all. I was playing some golf, but uh watched some highlights from it. We actually looked like a competent football team for once. That was kind of cool to see. It was against the Lions, so I'm not putting too much stock into that. Um, but not look good. I mean, we Bill Lazor calls a good game. He always has. He's going to put his players in a chance to succeed. Mooney finally has someone that can hit him deep. So that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, it looked good. I mean, in Bears fashion, we started to uh to kind of you know play more of a conservative game at the end there when we had the lead. And I just the whole time I was watching the scores pop up, I was just assuming Detroit was going to win that game because we always take our foot off the pedal and we always let the other team come back to within a touchdown or thankfully that didn't happen this time. But uh, no, it was good. It was very uh, it made me optimistic as a Bears fan. It's been a roller coaster of a year. So this was a high. I'm assuming next week's going to be a low. I will say um, the Bears did play an overall good game. Still want to see more from Fields. Looking forward to hopefully seeing that happen in action. I, I wasn't ever trying to hate on Fields. I just didn't understand the he didn't he didn't do good. So it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's get on I, your crap team. I'm getting to it. Well, I want to talk about all three teams played great. Andy Reid's Chiefs look great. Nick Sirianni's Eagles look good, offense at least. And uh, Roger Goodell's referees did exactly what they were paid to do. Make sure that the Chiefs, the darling Chiefs, didn't go one and three. <laughs> the NFL and State Farmers put so much money into the Chiefs, they, they couldn't let them lose. It just couldn't happen. The penalties are already a problem for the Eagles, and we probably would have lost the game anyway. But the fact that a pass interference didn't get called after the Chiefs clearly just pushed the guy down in the back of the end zone, and the ball went there and just sailed past. They're like, nah, I don't know what happened. Uh, and then the no, the call on J.J. Arcega Whiteside for running a, a clean pick play for no fucking reason. Uh, yeah, that that was that was cool as well. Uh, but anyway, on a brighter note, I love seeing the offense in, in form and actually working. Uh, although use Sanders or Gainwell, like pick one or both of them. I don't care. But like 10 design run plays per game is not going to do it. I think our offense is going to win us games in the future. Our defense is bad, but looking forward to see what we can do against Carolina. Yeah, I don't I don't love going up against Carolina, but but Carolina just got their asses kicked by Dallas. Um so sure. I mean and Stefan Gilmore is not really gonna play this first week. So No, he's not he's not, or he's not oh yeah, never mind. He's, he's out anyway. Yeah, he's Even out if he was healthy, he wouldn't have just hopped. Well, although Richard Sherman did just hop in for uh, he did. I mean he probably would have hopped in if he's healthy, but no, he's got a couple more weeks. But yeah, so I mean their their secondary is weak, and that's the thing we're attacking right now. So there is a chance that we actually win this game. There's been a chance we win all the games except for uh the Cowboys. We just look terrible. And if they don't use Miles Sanders this week, I think Miles Sanders might be might be hitting the waiver he's, wire. He's not leagues. he's not cuttable, dude. You can't cut him. I, Especially I like the idea of not injuries. cutting him. I you like the idea though. of not the, cutting him, but <laughs> Are you going to start a Samaji Pirine over him? Like, you're going to go to the waivers and pick up whatever injured running backs backup you're getting? Maybe. You're not starting Miles Sanders. Like, No, you're not, but you're not cutting him either. Okay. Just into the bench stash. Miles Sanders. I mean, you, you stash, you stash shitty running round. backs all the time. <laughs> I'd love to look at your team right now and see what stashed running backs you have and say you wouldn't pick up Sanders over them. I'll, I'll show you what Miles Sanders team I have. Oh, I have Miles Sanders in many leagues. Man's cost me some games. 
I agree. I agree. Six points isn't going to do it, man. All right. And Enough three, of Miles Sanders. It's He's not trash. his fault. It so, was three carries a game. What are you oh, supposed to do about it? Trash. Anyway. Started it. Trash. Yeah, he's not trash though. He doesn't even look bad. They just don't <laughs> give him the ball. Like how Urban Meyer. Be, how could someone be trash? That was a great segue, Joe. God. Proud of you. Joe, give us some daily fantasy plays for this week. <laughs> All right. So guys, it's a good week. Um again. DraftKings is catching up to everything. We're starting to see patterns emerge, and so are they. So I'm going to dive right into it. My start of the week here is Jamar Chase. He is sitting there at $5,800. Going against Green Bay, Jerry Alexander might be out. Kevin King might be out. Joe Mixon might be out. T. Higgins might be out. It all adds up to Jamar Chase. Just, I mean, I think he's going to have 102 touchdowns this, this week. Um, when, when does T Higgins come back? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, uh, they were saying he's super questionable for this week. There's a chance, is, but it's probably so not this low. Week. I, all those factors I would have thought would have raised his price. I think so. Yeah, they're they're actually like if there's injuries on the defensive side or offensive side or something, they really don't adjust too much. Weird. I'm I'm amazed he's still only 5800. That's pretty wild because he's been pretty freaking awesome going through this. So he's my start of the week. He will be on all of my teams for the most part. Um, but diving into quarterback, uh, we got Josh Allen uh, at 8,100 versus Kansas City. Um, Kansas City is going to keep it competitive, but their defense is a wide-open window. So Josh Allen's going to go nuts this week. Uh, I got Stafford versus Seattle at 6,500. And Joe Burrow versus Green Bay to pair with my Jamar Chase at 6,100. My deep tournament play is Trey Lance versus Arizona at 5,700. Super cheap. You can build a great team around him. I, I don't know. That rushing upside is awesome. I could see him putting up a lot this week. So that'd be pretty awesome there. But again, more of a tournament play. Uh, running back, you have Derrick Henry at 9,000. We have already addressed the uh, the offensive line and the offense as a whole, but they are playing Jacksonville. Um, I assume they are going to go directly at Derrick Henry. Uh, so I project a big game for him. Uh, DeAndre Swift versus Minnesota. Again, another revolving door defense right there. I think he's going to have a lot of uh, pass catches because Minnesota is going to score a lot of points there. So love playing him. Daryl Henderson at Seattle at 5,900. I just like it. I mean, he's not that healthy yet, I don't think, but I think he's going to get the lion's share of the carries, and Seattle is garbage against the run. So leading into, we got James Robinson versus Tennessee at 6,000. Um Again, that'd be a good stack right there. Derek Henry and James Robinson. Naheem Hines is a deep guy at 4,200 versus Baltimore. I think he's going to see the field a lot. And Damian Harris versus Houston at 5,500. I'll get into that in my game preview. But I don't expect Houston to score any points, and I expect this game to last maybe an hour and 15 minutes because they're just going to run the ball down their throat. Uh, wide receiver. Fire. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be. Could you imagine good. a game lasting that amount of time? It's so literally like, going to be a game's quick over three at and out. Noon. So cut yeah. Houston's game short. It's going to be a quick three and out on every play, and just Damian Harris running all day. So yeah. that'll be fun. That's why I say Damian Harris all day. Start him. Start him. Fire him up. Uh, wide receiver. We're going to stick with Cooper Cup at seventy nine hundred versus Seattle. We got Jamar Chase. I already brought him up at fifty eight hundred. I like both Jacksonville receivers at fifty seven hundred for Marvin Jones and forty eight for Chenault. Um, 
I think they're really trying to make Chenault the wide receiver one, and Marvin Jones is going to be your touchdown guy there. Uh, deep play, Van Jefferson versus Seattle. I'm all about the Rams versus Seattle this week, if you can't tell. He's at 3,700. And Kadarius Tony, a tournament play. If Shepard's out, if Slayton's still out, if everybody else is out, Kadarius Tony's your guy at 4,000. At tight end. What's Galladay's? Uh, Galladay, I can't remember. He's still up there. Is he is he high up? Because I mean, honestly, if they're all out, I really don't like the matchup. But I, it's hard not to play him. I think Galladay is a fifty nine hundred, so it's not killer. But wow, I, I think he's going to see a lot of Trayvon Diggs. So I don't. Think I, ima- that's I imagine as well. I don't like the matchup, but they're going to have to throw the ball, and it's a it's going to be a gritty game. I'll get into that in my game previews. Yeah. So anyway, bringing up Kadarius Tony, I don't think I was wrong about Sterling Shepard. I think I was wrong about that role that they play in that <laughs> offense. I just want to throw that out there. Oh man, not 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 saying you're wrong about Shepard yet. I like it. No, I will not. I haven't even said I'm wrong <laughs> about Jamar Chase, although I have. I, I just haven't you're, utilized it. I got other wrongs strong. that are more important. Is the thing everyone know, you already did wrong as Jamar Chase? There's no point. All right, Joe, back to it. Uh, I also have Crowder versus Atlanta at 4900. I think that is a easy easy PPR game. Going to get you at least 10 points there. Uh, at tight end, we have Gerald Everett, 3,100 versus the Rams. If he goes, I think it could be a good matchup. Definitely a good stack if you're doing the Stafford and Cup thing. Um, my start of the week at tight end is Gusecki versus Tampa Bay at 4,200. Uh, Jacoby Brissett loves this man. Uh, Tampa Bay, that's their one weakness is the tight end. Um, so I think Gusecki is going to get peppered with balls all week. And if he has a big game, it's awesome for DFS. But if he has a big game, you trade him immediately in season long because two is coming back and he doesn't like Gusecki. So hope for a big game, throw him in a trade, get your money's worth there. Uh, I also like Mark Andrews at 5,700 versus Indian <coughs> Jesus, Indianapolis Colts uh, defenses. We have the Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys and Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are my three there and my team, Billy and I just, well, Billy gave me the quarterback, but we made this up right before the show for you. Let me pull it right up. I had no say. They didn't want me in it. Nope. No, we did not. You're late. <laughs> you were I got late. a new phone, man. It's a bitch. It's still transferring all my data. just want to look at my so, fantasy football teams. I got Josh Allen, James Robinson, DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase, Jameson Crowder, Cooper Cup, Mike Gusecki, Van Jefferson Jr., and the Steelers defense. So I'll be putting that. That looks more like a little bit of a tournament lineup. So I think I'm going to be throwing that in some tournaments. Does look this week. sound good for a tournament? The fan Jefferson goes off, man. That's all you need. Exactly. He's that's, looked that's good the, too. That's another crux. guy I didn't really put in the um, watch, but could be easily added. I mean, it's it's tough because he's like the third option for yeah, well, if, if Higby's out, he might be the third. I was going to say if Higby is out or if like anything ever happened to even Henderson, I mean, he's his role. Well, him and Woods increased. are about on the same level, right? Woods has looks probably got the same targets. They, they, he's just not getting targeted. McVeigh did say that he wants to get Woods more involved, so I wouldn't be super excited about Van Jefferson this week, but you can. I'm By not the a way, person. So since don't. we've made it this far into the podcast, hopefully people are still listening. Cooper Cup's nickname, Bill Simmons came up with this, White Rice. That's phenomenal. <laughs> like Jerry <laughs> Rice, awesome. but he's yeah, white, yeah. white Rice. It's perfect. Awesome. I, it's just the best it's, name. It's I, I, j- he looks so good. Like, and honestly, it. they've they've only used him in the slot, and this year it seems to be like Stafford's like, hey, why don't you run down the field? And he's like, huh. They never let me pass the 15-yard line. I should, <laughs> and it's looked fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Now they're hitting them. Okay, well, that's 
the end of part one of this podcast, news and notes. Um, come back for part two. I'm sure it's the next podcast in this feed. It'll be our game previews, all game previewing every game on the week five slate. So follow at Offensive Points, follow at the IDP Army, follow all of us uh, at Joss Hall, STL, at OP Economist, at Ombre Vendor. Uh, please rate and review this podcast. We love to hear what new, like what we can do better or what we're doing terribly. That's I won't fine. stop talking about the Eagles, though. I will. That's talk true. About them. Somebody did bring up that during the live stream that we did with you. Um, and, just, and if you're yeah. listening to this real quick, I talk about them because I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, oh, that's, that's why I had answer. no idea. I had no if you, clue. If that you that see the video, that's game changing. I know. I just wanted everyone to know. That's good. Anyway, follow us on TikTok as well. We will have clips of this show and of the game previews on there as well. All right, Joe, get us out of here. Guys, it has been a pleasure. Go out and win your leagues this week and go click on our game previews because we have a lot of fun doing those too. Goodbye.